has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Bookshelf, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Bookshelf. Woo! We got a new episode and a new message. Change gonna come. That's right. Change gonna come. I hope you enjoyed this new episode. I talked to April. You know, April, secret weapon, wifey. Well, it's a birthday. So, you know, I had to have a little conversation. A lot can happen between 48 and 49, 365 days in a year. So, hey, I had a great conversation talking with her about the transition between that year. Also, I did a book review. How? We can win race, history, and changing the money game that's rigged by Kimberly Jones. So I did that book review. I'll say what I got to say about that on this episode. I also did an inspirational piece called Small Steps, Big Gain. So, hey, enjoy this new episode. Change gonna come. I have a special guest that I'm going to bring on my podcast. You know her as wifey, April, co-owner of Malik Books, nurse, and confident companion, help me, secret weapon, all above. Well, hey, she turning 49, so you know I got a feature her on the podcast this week. April, how you doing? Fine, how you doing? <laughs> Marvelous. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Why not you, right? Why not me? It's been a while since I interviewed you, and you're turning 49, and it's your birthday. Go, Shawty. It's your birthday. Now, talk to me about this special 49th birthday. What would you like to know? What am I doing? No, I, I mean, a whole year in review, it just went by. You're 49. You went from 48 to 49. You're fine. You're fabulous. You're gorgeous. You got a banging body. Well, hey, you know, talk to me about a year that went by. Yeah, a year that went by, and a lot of things has changed, too, within that year. Um, as ladies would know, I hope that, um, no, I know a lot of ladies listen to your um, your podcast, but this 49, no, this 48 to 49, a lot of things has changed, especially my hormones. <laughs> Them hormones is different. This menopause is not no joke. It knocked at my door and said, good morning. <laughs> a lot of things about my body has changed. Um, a lot of thing about the way I think um, has changed. Um, but it's a, it's a good thing. I, I never think didn't think about menopause being this different, but how I was taught about menopause is like as a drastic thing, but I don't, I didn't receive it as a drastic thing. I, I received it as a change, but nothing like, oh, this is death or something sad to say, oh, it's just menopause. Menopause is just a change. And if you don't change, there's a problem. So, so be specific about the changes since you said menopause. Yes. 
Well, the the most common thing in menopause um, is, you know, you don't get your girly friend every month. And that's a beautiful thing. Because <laughs> <But laughs> you get some painful ones. Oh I watched you month to month to oh month to month yeah, in down. pain. They took me down every time. And I don't think I've, I've had some bad ones that it would take me down for days. And then I'll be back. But this last year of me not having uh, my girly friend um, was good. Um, it only replaced, well, me not having a girly friend, I replaced that with hot flashes <laughs> and brain farts. But, <laughs> oh! but, but hey, you got you got to take the good with the good. It's good and good. I mean, I didn't have a girly friend, but I had hot flashes and brain farts. And, oh, I got a new friend too. Some glasses. My, my bluer vision. My daughter always clown me on my bluer vision, but that's okay. I got cute glasses. I'm still fine, fine at 49. Yes, you are. Fine at 49, and I'm going to keep pushing one for 50. 50 year, I'm going to always claim the next year. People say, oh, you're not 50. Are you not 49? You not? I claim the next year on purpose. Boy, I put boy. that next year into fruition. Mm. I claim mm. it. Mm. I'm going to make it, and I'm going to make it beautifully. Oh, boy. What a, one year can make a huge difference, boy. I tell you, boy, that's a drastic change, you know. And, and, and I, you know, I, I recognize the mood, and, uh, and I recognize the changes, um, you know. But that's part of life, you know. One thing I know for certain, we all going to change, you know. So uh, them hormones and change. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's some of the other changes that have taken? What about weight? What about this, your oh, size? Yes, yes, yes. Um, my weight has changed. My thighs are much bigger. They're delicious. <laughs> They're spreading out. They're delicious. <laughs> Which I don't mind. Hey, it is what it is. Um, what else is Girl, true? you look good in them jeans. Yeah, my thighs and my butt has 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 grown. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I ain't hey, I ain't complaining. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not, I'm not either. <laughs> only only complaint I have is my jeans are super tight, but my waist is still small. Yes, it is. My waist is still small. Loving every but, minute. But it also has a lot to do with my rituals. I get up every morning. Yes, you do. And make intentions to go work out. Intention. Go, yes, my intention. Every morning, I um, my alarm goes off at 5, 45 every morning. And I'm out the house when it's dark outside. Going to get it. And... It helps me through the day. It changed my mood. That's a mood booster, too. It changes my mood. Yeah, you lead her out to go work out. Most definitely. It changes my mood. And I mean work out. She do the hit training. High intensity training. Yes. Well, hey, you know, she pay a price to look this fine, and I'm loving it. And and before I was um, diagnosed, I guess you could say diagnosed, with this menopause, I would do my regular workouts and nothing was changing. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I go to the doctor and the doctor told me, girl, you need to stop. You like a a rat on the, the, what's those things called? Uh, uh, On the The, first one. I was like, you just doing the same thing over and over. It's it's not you. It's your your hormones. Going in a circle and getting no results. (laughs) Yes. It's your hormones. And when I learned, I was like, oh, it is my hormones. I had to um, repro- reprogram. And I just switched up my program to what helped me combat menopause. And they say that um, lifting weights help you with menopause. And 
I believe that is scientific truth because it has helped me greatly with this um with this menopause. Well, your body's really firm. Mm-hmm. You got muscles. You thick and fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh it's paying off, and it's I mean, what I know about you work out as a form of therapy. Mm, I do. I do, most definitely. I, and I call it that, my morning therapy sessions. Instead of me sitting on someone's couch, I go to the gym, and it works. I mean, yeah, you've been, you know, ever since I met you, you know, you've been working out and um, staying fit and uh, making transitions throughout the years. But one thing's remained the same and one and, and consistent, and that's you working out. Mm-hmm. Um, even during the pandemic, you 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 know you worked out early in the morning. Yeah. We you know couldn't go to the gym, but did street training, mm-hmm. street training that is. Most definitely. You know, and um, you you had a trainer, and you, you stay fit. You did a bodybuilding con or a fitness contest. Yeah, fitness contest. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there anything else that, and from forty eight to forty nine in this you know year. That uh, you like to share that was uh, that was transformative. That was uh, that changed in your life because uh, you're not the same, and no one's the same. That, well, if you're still the same, there is, there is a problem. Change is beautiful. I don't have anything that I can pinpoint that's really, really drastically changed from forty-eight to forty-nine. Only thing that I can give you is the menopause, and um, the way I think, I've always. Um, had the grateful spirit um, on me, and but I know it now. I can see it now. Like I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful even for the challenges. I'm grateful for my laughter. I'm grateful for my peace. I'm grateful for my time. Just I'm just grateful because you know time is valuable to everybody. Well, it should be valuable to everybody, even if it's just something that you just sit and just sit and be still. Yeah, well, I know that you have some plans here um, on your birthday, which is uh, Monday, April 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name is April, as a matter of fact, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you plan on feeding the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, you did it last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. I did. And, uh, and you're going to continue that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a few thoughts about that. Well, I've decided to do that going forward only because because I know I'm blessed. I am truly, truly blessed beyond measure. And for me to bless others, it does something different to me. So I am going to go feed the homeless after I do my workout. I'm going to go see my mom, and then I'm going to hit the, hit the pavement. Um, I, I um, cater tacos. I give them something that I would want to be given. Um, they're going to have a nice lunch on me. And when I did it last year, oh, the people were so grateful. They were singing happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they gave me something as well as I'm giving them something. It was, so it was a give, give. It was no take, take type of thing. You know, I received something as, as well as they received something. So I want to bless others as well as I've been blessed. Giving is receiving. So, um Audience, let's let's sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Now, hopefully, y'all sang along with me on that. Thank you. Small steps 
big gains. Sometimes you make the biggest gains by doing the fewest things on the littlest things. Small steps, big gains. The key is to focus on what you can do now and find the littlest and the least thing to do, but do it consistent. That way you develop a habit. If you start trying to do something and the task is too difficult and too big and too consuming, what happens is you won't stay consistent and in your mind, all you're going to think about is the difficulty and the hardship. And so this is why you want to make small steps. The key is to get going, is to set something in motion to begin the process of the change. Things happen over time and you can build each day as long as you're consistent. So if you want to make big gains, start small. Don't think about the whole picture. Think about what you can do now and begin to do that. Small steps, big gains. I know personally, one of the things that caused me to procrastinate or to be stagnant sometimes when I know I have a task or something in front of me to do and I know it's enormous and it's big is that uh, I have to zone in and start it and let it cascade as I begin the process of making a small step, which is just to get started. Because if I zone in and focus on the whole task, job, or project, then I become overwhelmed and I start to procrastinate. And so I've identified that. And what I've tried to develop is a technique where I focus on the small thing I can do right now to begin the process of getting that project started, that task started, that job started. So therefore, I'm able then to continue to be consistently and then in a short while or whatever long it takes, the project is then completed, you know, or the habit is formed. Or the change occurs because I got started and I became consistent. But I took a small step to make a big gain. You know, don't look at the big project or job or task. Look at where you can start now. So whatever it is that you're trying to do, even the, the fact that it might be difficult or overwhelming, you have to just zone in on where you can start. Make a small step to make a big gain. My book review for this episode is How We Can Win Race History and Changing the Money Game That's Read by Kimberly Jones. Now, that's a long title. Well, short title. Long subtitle, Race History and Changing the Money Game. That's red. You know, that's the subtitle. The main title, How We Can Win, that's short. But Kimberly Jones' book, I think, uh, was pretty illuminating. Uh, 
and very insightful. Kimberly Jones secured this book deal because of a video that went viral about George Floyd murder. Kimberly Jones wrote a question in her book that I want to read. So if I played 400 years of Monopoly with you and had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, every time that I played, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it down like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood. How can you win? How can you win? I had to sit back and meditate on that question. Because I think that's why so many black people have trauma and have given up and don't believe they can win. A lot has happened. And this book is addressing those things that have happened. But more importantly, it focuses on how we can win. Because even though we can describe the atrocities, the chaos, the systemic racism, the, all the different things that have kept us divided, confused, and uncertain, we can still win. And I concur with Kimberly Jones. I definitely agree on many concepts and points of view that she offers in this book in an attempt to teach strategies and techniques to reinforce change and elevate and implement a procedure and protocol that could allow you to take a defeatist mentality and win. Now, the number one thing she points out in the book is self-improvement. Look at the person in the mirror. Self-improvement. There ain't going to be much change unless self-improvement can change. And it's just making better choices. I mean, it, to me, it was a common sense book. It's an easy read. It allows you to expand outside of the way you probably usually think. And it just offers solutions in order to, you know, navigate through all the issues in America, but at the same time, collectively, we, that's what that we mean, we can win. And eyes have won. We've got a lot of, lot, lot of different eyes, individuals who have achieved enormous success in America, but you don't live on an island by yourself. And the eye can't sustain itself without the we. And what we need to do collectively is how we can overcome these financial issues, these lack of resources issues, the health issues, the educational issues, you name it. We can solve the problem, but we have to do it as we and not I. And so... You know, it it was a great read. It was a fun read. And it's a book that I recommend you to read. How we can win race, history, and change the money game that's rigged by Kimberly Jones.
We have it at Malik Books. Come through MalikBooks.com. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.